So the, that should show you what our uh, this episode of this podcast is about. We're talking about the roughly the Halloween franchise. You chose to only watch about four of the movies because yes, you're a stubborn, stubborn man. All right, I'm going to get this out of the way right at the beginning because a lot of people are probably going to hate me throughout most of this podcast. Um, I don't like slashers. I really hate the slasher genre. I don't understand why everybody goes gaga over slashers. Hell, I don't really understand why slashers are still a thing. Like, I don't know why we're getting Halloween remakes and Friday the 13th and Chucky movies and stuff. I don't get why. To make. Because I, I don't understand. Like, I feel like they've died out. There's really not a purpose for them anymore. And granted, out of all of the slasher franchises I've enjoyed, it's Friday the 13th, but that's because it's unironically bad and it knows it and takes that, and I think that's the reason I like it. Now, when it comes to Halloween, I think I like, I do like the first one, like we're going to talk about that in a second, Everyone likes the first and one. I like the remake in 2018, but I hate everything in between, and after seeing the first sequel and then the 20 years after reboot... I, I can see why this franchise is a mess. I can see why fans want it to end and stuff. But overall, I don't care about the Halloween franchise, I guess I should say. I don't really care what happens to it. I don't care if it ends. I don't care what happens. Like, I just didn't care about this franchise. I guess you are the big Halloween guy, though. So explain I, your love for this franchise. I don't know why, but I guess it's because um, back when I was younger, back in like elementary school, uh, we had like cable TV and we had AMC. So they would do that Halloween, they would show like horror movies and stuff all of October. And I watched all of the Halloween franchise except for the Rob Zombie remakes and Halloween, the original Halloween 2. So I think that's why I got into the movies is because um, I just, I had a connection from childhood and I've just liked them ever since. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it was. And I, I would watch them, uh, like I watched them a few times when they did that. Um, I haven't consistently watched the franchise in a while, and I was going to try and do that, but I did the math, and it was going to take like 18 hours to watch all of the movies all the way through. So, um, I, I really do like the franchise, and I understand the slashers are not great. Um, they're they're, not for they're easy to make. They're generally cheap to make if you do it right. Like, this movie was made on a... We're, we're going to go ahead and jump on Halloween 1, I think. Okay. Uh, but... This this movie was made on a very low budget of about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I think, three hundred twenty-five thousand, which is fucking even for the time was really low. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what was the average budget roughly at the time? Uh, back then, you could get a million dollar movie if you wanted to. Yeah. Just like if you were a first time director trying something experimental, they were like, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna give you maybe a third yeah. of that. So that was what it was called. Uh, this is directed by John Carpenter and composed by John Carpenter and uh, written by John Carpenter. The only thing John Carpenter didn't do was he didn't act in it at all. Uh, this was Jamie Lee Curtis's first appearance in a movie. I think it, this was like I don't know if she appeared in it as a kid, but I'm pretty sure this is considered her first appearance in a movie. And uh, if anyone who is a fan of like horror and stuff will know, she's the daughter of um, I think her name is Janet Lee. Is her mom? Uh, she was in Psycho. She played the woman that got killed in the bathtub in Psycho, which is pretty cool. So she does have a history in the genre, kind of. And anyone who knows Jamie Lee Curtis knows that she's considered the scream queen. She's been in a lot of uh, horror slasher movies, even if they've been mostly bad. Uh, so Halloween One is pretty much uh, the dumbed down plot is. Michael Myers murders his sister. Uh, she's 16. He is a what six-year-old kid, I think. Uh, he murders her, 
and gets put into an asylum. He gets older, escapes, uh, and is, like, kills a mechanic to get his jumpsuit that he wears throughout the film. Uh, steals the mask that everyone knows, uh, which is a Captain Kirk mask that's been painted. In Tommy Lee Wallace's words, it was painted fish belly white. And he uh, he, he dyed the hair and everything and opened the, white, uh, the eye holes a little bit more to make it scarier because it was I think the goal was to make Michael Myers as featureless as possible which they kind of achieve in this movie so he he's got the costume and everything and basically he kills about five people in this movie counting his sister at the beginning and the mechanic he kills in total five people uh so I guess we're gonna go ahead and jump into this and I'll let you tell me Oh, my thoughts you, on it? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, like I said, I don't care about slashers or the Halloween franchise in general. So, when I watched this, or rewatched it, because I haven't seen it since last year when Hollywood, uh, Halloween 2018 was coming out, and they said, hey, the sequels don't matter anymore, just this one. I'm like, okay, so I can watch the first and be fine. And so I watched the first one, and I remember going, okay, this is like, a, it's a decent little flick. And then I rewatched it again, and I was like, alright, I like it better the second time, but it, again, it was just to me like a decent little horror flick that I got to watch. Like, I get it, people go gaga over this film, they think it's like the Citizen Kane of slashers, they think it's revolutionary and stuff, and I sat there and was like, yeah, it's an alright fun time. I mean, there were some things in it I didn't like, there were some things in it I did like. Certainly better than most of the sequels that have come out, that's for sure. And overall, I just thought it was an alright experience. So, I guess you? Uh, so, this is probably my favorite film of all time at the moment. It's always subject to change, but right now I would consider this my favorite movie. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't necessarily like all of the sequels. I know that they are not good by movie standards. But, again, this is, like, a connection to me from childhood, and I, I know they're bad, but I still enjoy them for the most part, even if they do suck. I I can enjoy a bad film. Uh, I believe that the first sequel is probably the best one out of all of them, in my opinion, but we'll talk about that when we get into it. Uh, I, I really love this film. I, I, I don't know why. I know I've said that, like, seven times, but I... So, the cast and crew was very, very kind of odd, because these are mostly first-time actors, for the most part. Well, Donald Pleasance. But... Donald Pleasance, but uh, he was actually not the first choice. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they were... yeah, you said something about uh, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee yeah, yeah they were trying to get Christopher Lee, but he cost too much. So they were like, we'll just get Donald Pleasance, because uh, I'm not sure what he was doing with his career at the time. Mm, I don't know either. <clears throat> um, so, Jamie Lee Curtis, first-time actor... Actress, uh, PJ Souls plays the very annoying girl that says totally all the time. Uh, I believe this was her first role. Nick Castle plays Michael Myers, and he was just in this movie for uh, the experience. And he went on to direct some, I think, some pretty good films. I think is what the general consensus is. And then pretty much everyone else is like, it doesn't matter. I think uh, Kylie Richards, she goes on. Uh, she went on to be in uh, one of those Desperate Housewives movies or whatever, or shows or whatever. So I guess she's doing okay now. Uh, <clears throat> but other than that, it's not a uh, star-studded cast, especially by the original standards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll start with the storyline of this movie and what I thought of the story overall. 
it's an okay story. I mean, for the most part, there were a couple moments in my head where I was going, they really let this guy escape, and then when he gets out, he's kind of like lurking around and stuff, which I guess is creepy, I'm not going to lie, is that he's just kind of standing out in the open, and then Lori turns and tries to tell her friend, hey, hey, he's over there, and then he's gone. That's creepy. Uh, he does this a majority of the film until towards the ending where he starts really kind of killing people. And I was like, okay, I mean, I'm enjoying the ride so far. And then, you know, it all builds up to this ending that's somewhat kind of creepy. Yeah, I can understand. And then the confrontation between Laurie Schrode and Michael. I, I was just having an okay time with the story. Like, it wasn't anything groundbreaking to me or anything, but, like, I was just sitting there enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess we can go through the plot a little bit more after my uh, dumbed-down plot or a synopsis or whatever. So, uh, basically, Michael, I, like I said, Michael Myers, uh, when he was six, killed his sister, and he got put, that in, put into that asylum. Uh, Dr. Loomis, played by Donald Pleasance, is his, base, his, his uh, psychiatrist, or whatever you want to call it, he, his main doctor, who's trying to figure out Michael. He's, uh, and he's, he's scared of him. And he, he didn't want him to get out, and he was trying to warn the asylum, hey, you need to have, like, stronger precautions for this guy, because he is dangerous. And he gets out, and everyone wants to blame him, even though it's not his fault, really. Uh, Michael Myers gets out, steals the car that Dr. Loomis has, and uh, did you notice the wrench on his wrist when he smashes the yeah, window? Yeah, yeah, I noticed yeah. there was something on his palm. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if that was intentionally supposed to be seen or not. Like, maybe Michael did put that on his wrist and did it, or maybe it was like, oh, we need a way to break it and make it look, make him look really strong. Mm -hmm. Here's a wrench. Uh, so, the station wagon, pretty much, gets stolen, and Donald Pleasance is yelling and trying to chase after it a little bit. And later on, <clears throat> it shows, it cuts to Lori, who is in her house, or, or leaving her house and walking to school, and little Tommy Doyle walks up and he's like, hey, Lori, are you gonna come babysit me tonight after school and she's like yep tommy you're you look like seth green uh <laughs> he does yeah a little bit uh so he's like oh you can't go to the myers house you gotta stay away from it it's haunted the and she's like oh i'm just dropping a key off because my dad's trying to sell it mm -hmm. this a very slow burn movie it's safe Kinda, to say. It's somewhat it, slow burn and then somewhat trying to be a horror film at the same time, which is an interesting mix. I mean... It's only about 90 minutes. Very, yeah. Uh, it's it's almost exactly 90 minutes, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, and it's it's very slow burn until it gets to the last 30 minutes, pretty much, because that's when the most uh, action starts. Yeah. That's when he's, uh, Michael Myers starts to kill Laurie's friends, like Annie and uh, the other one. I don't remember what her name is. Linda. And Linda's, like, sex interest, which I think his kill is probably the best one of the movie, because it's just him getting pushed up against the wall and stabbed into it by Michael Myers' knife, which, sure, I guess Michael Myers is strong I enough mean, to... I mean, the kills are interesting. I think that's the one thing I liked about the movie was when Michael does take out people because he chokes someone in the back of a car, he stabs that one guy and hangs him up like a meat kebab. Well, he it, chokes like, her and then cuts the throat. Well, yeah, but he... He stabs the one dude with the knife and kind of leaves him hanging, and then he, yeah. like, tilts his head and stuff. Like, that's creepy, and I also like it when it does the POV shots of, like, Michael and under the mask or, like, him breathing or something. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's a new layer I didn't think of, especially the opening where it's all Michael's POV. Yeah. Like, that's great. But then when we just get to Laurie Strode and her friends, I'm like, I don't care because I know what's going to happen to the girls, and I know Laurie's going to be the one, you know, he chases because that's the main girl he's stalking, and I'm just like... 
I don't care, get back to Michael Myers. And then when it does get back to Michael and he's killing people, I'm interested. But all of, like, the, the side characters are just very throwaway. And that's kind of their purpose is they're supposed to be throwaway. Yeah. Um... I, I think that within the context of the times, since, like, slashers weren't a big thing or anything, it was maybe a l- little bit different for viewing audiences back then, because they didn't have their Friday 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or any other slashers we have now to compare this movie to. So they were like, oh, what's going to happen? Well, I don't know, because, like, if I were going back in time and viewing this, I'd be like, okay, what is the stake for the characters, though? Because I'd, I'd have to think for a minute, what do each of these characters really, like, what's going to be their purpose besides death? Because in my mind, I'm just thinking, so is this guy going to kill all these women? Because that's what it feels like. And then, like, after they die, I'm like, oh, no, so is Lori going to die? Or is she, like, the one he's been trying to get to She's the entire the time? She's the final girl. Yeah, that, kill the that's, final girl. that's basically what I would think. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I think it's cool that they want to do their slasher thing where, like, you're going to have your side characters that die. Heck, the Halloween sequels and a lot of slasher films just have, you know, characters you want to kill off for the sake of that's their purpose. And in this movie, it just kind of gave me the same effect. I, I just kind of sat here and was like, I don't care about the side characters. Laurie Strode is interesting, and I guess I somewhat care about her because they kind of talk about how she's a bit of a loner, how boys don't want to date her because she's too smart, she's babysitting, she doesn't go outside a whole lot, and her friends are super popular trying to bang each other all the time, and so that's like their development, it's just they're the horny teenagers Michael wants to kill just like his sister. Yeah. Um, well, that's where the stereotype of uh, horror film was like, oh, we can't have sex, otherwise you're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the original intention. It was just that if you're distracted, you're going to get killed. They were distracted throughout the movie because they were trying to have sex. So, yeah, it does kind of do that. But it was mainly they weren't paying attention, so they didn't realize this big guy in well, a white like mask trying to kill them. The, the creepiest thing about it, or, like, the one to me that got me was, like, okay, so when What's-His-Face comes in with the sheet over his head and glasses and isn't speaking... I was like, okay, at first, maybe it's like a prank, and then she slowly starts to realize it's not him. I'm like, how do you not immediately back away when he's, like, not speaking at all or saying anything? Well, she, she does get a little bit freaked out, and then yeah, she goes well, and calls yeah, and then that's when he comes in and... Sh- well, no, he chokes, well, her, chokes her or whatever, yeah. but yeah. The one that... Uh, so, the first kill, like I said, is his sister, then it's the mechanic, then it's Annie, who is, like, uh, Lori's friend who's like, well you need to stop being such a loner and you need to start getting out and uh, go to the dance and be with the boys and stuff. And she uh, gets killed because she's goes into this car. Well, first she walks up to the car without any keys and she's like, no keys. Mm-hmm. What do you fucking expect? <laughs> you don't grab the key. You didn't grab the keys, so you wouldn't have the keys. Maybe she wasn't thinking. A lot of characters don't think in this movie. Uh, so she... Uh, goes against the keys and comes back and sees uh, she gets in and she sees the windows are fogged up which how did she not realize they were fogged up before yeah, she got that's in that's another thing too <laughs> so she gets in and she's getting ready to drive away and michael myers uh gets out of the back seat starts choking her and then uh slits her throat so she's the third kill of the movie but the kind of the first important one because it's someone that like laurie's friends with mm-hmm. So it's going to come back and be like, oh, remember this person? Well, it's your friend that got killed. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little strange. Um, I guess through the course of it where Laurie's friends get picked off and she's just babysitting the kids and they're like, I saw the boogeyman. There's no boogeyman outside. And then she oh, looks yeah, and sees Tommy. him and it, it becomes a little bit creepy because then she like goes over to see if they're doing okay. And this is where like I think the movie gets the strongest, like you said, towards the ending because... She goes and sees all of her friends, and, like, the one is laying in bed with the tombstone of uh, Michael's sister, and then the one guy comes down dangling from the closet, and the other girl's, like, got blood yeah. on her chest or something. This is, like, 
this is the final girl circuit. Yeah, basically. is what a lot of horror fans call it. And so then Lori, of course, Michael's chasing her a little bit, and she also breaks. I don't know if she had a wrench, but she also breaks it. To no, get out. Uh, but you can see how that pane of glass is different from the other ones on that door, because all the other ones you can see through them just fine, and this one's kind of like cloudy, and it looks like they like cleaned it, but not well. Yeah. So she moves that wrench, or she. Br- hits it with her hand and apparently is really strong enough to hit break it in one hit which i don't know it's the 70s maybe glass was easier to break back then uh pushes the um the fucking what's it called the rake yeah forgot that word out of the way and gets away from michael just in time just Just, before he gets before he gets there just a lot of what happens in this movie is ah just before michael gets there uh and then uh i did did we, did we skip past the scene where he pushes her down the stairs? I don't know. She Maybe. Gets, I don't know. He, gets, he does, yeah, he does push her down the stairs at one point. And, and you think, like, she has something. She broke something when she mm-hmm. did that. She has to. But no, she gets up and walks away just I fine. Know, it's a lot of, like, okay. So I guess it's, like, adrenaline. Maybe she just had that Maybe, adrenaline but rush. But she also and, walks with a limp, too, at the same yeah. time. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that should slow her down if you're walking with a limp. But yeah. And then she, like, uh, goes and starts banging on the, the neighbor door. And Michael... Just walks slowly, like an yeah. old man trying to get to her, and then the one little kid wakes up and just in the nick of time opens the door and she gets in, yeah. and then she tells them to like go and hide or something like that, and then he comes in and she grabs like a knitting needle or something and I think stabs him with it, yeah. and then she thinks, oh, he's dead. Oh, guess what? He's not dead. This man could take like a million shots to the face and he's somehow not going to die. Yeah, but the, she does kind of do the right things in this movie. Like she's mm-hmm. going to the neighbor's door, pounding on it, and nobody helps her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's fighting back and actually trying to, like, get rid of uh, him and get away from him. Yeah, she does do the stereotypical running up the stairs to get up, but she's, like, hiding and actually actively trying to get uh, rid of him. And basically, we can, we can just jump to the end when she sends the kids out, uh, or she, she goes into that closet, mm-hmm. uh, and Michael Myers is, like, swinging the knife around. He breaks into the closet and swinging the knife around and everything, trying to get to her. Yeah. And she just takes a clothes hanger and stabs him in the eye. Yeah. Then takes his knife and stabs him in the chest with it. Steps over his body, tells the kids to run and get the neighbors and call the police. And he does that sit-up thing. Which yeah, does, the Undertaker yeah. sit-up. Um, yeah, she's leaning against the wall, and he does that sit-up and gets up, and uh, he's walking over to her tries to grab her and she pulls his mask off which is like the first time his mask is taken off in these movies which i don't remember how many times it happens again Mm -hmm. but he's not it's not the same guy that's normally wearing the costume throughout the movie the guy that's under the mask is uh, i think his name was like nick moran or something and they picked someone who was more attractive than the guy who was actually under who was just like goofy looking skinny guy with curly hair and uh, Nick Castle, who was the one that's normally under it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mask is taken off, he puts it back on, and Dr. Loomis shoots him six times. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've seen the sequel, he keeps yelling that. Yeah. I shot him six times, I shot him six he times. Does. Well, he falls off the balcony, too, he falls and I off was the like, balcony. okay, this man should at least be hurting internally or something. Nope, he's gone. Like, when Loomis turns around, looks at Laurie, turns back, oh, he's gone, and then it's like... Michael got away. He doesn't feel pain. I guess. Uh, yeah, and then the, that's pretty much how the movie ends. It shows like all of these important like uh, set pieces from the movie, and then it it just ends with the which, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that's really all we can say about this movie. Honestly, it's an easy movie to go through because it's it's not very plot heavy. Uh, so I guess 
I'll do my final synopsis and then I'll let you do it. Okay. I really love this movie. Uh, I don't think it's a, the greatest movie in the world. It has its flaws. Uh, it's not the most well plot-driven movie. Some of the acting's not great. Uh, again, it's a generic slasher. I think the cinematography is okay for a. Not, it's not his first movie. It's not John Carpenter's first movie, but it's pretty uh, good for his first hit movie. So that being said, I just I I rate this movie a common seven out of ten every time I watch it, and that's all I can say. It is. It's a seven out of ten. I really like it, but it's a seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, so, like I said, with me not caring a whole lot about slashers and me not really caring about the Halloween franchise, this is an alright entry. I honestly really do think this is the, well, we'll get into it in a little bit, what I think of this later as we go down the list and stuff. But, like, for the most part, I do enjoy this film in some ways. Like, there was a lot here that was good and the stuff they did with Michael I thought was creepy. But then you got the characters that are just there to die. There's a lot of Laurie Strode things in this movie I don't really care a whole lot about. Some of the kills are rather interesting because characters don't think which i get is a horror movie thing but even like the one girl seeing fog on the windows come on how do you not put two and two together and then i guess the ending i think is fine for the most part but overall i just think it's an all right experience it's a slasher film like i said it's not for everybody i don't care about him i go one below give it a six all right you 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 don't have to like slashers it's again it's just a personal thing i've i've been into them for a while now so it's kind of just whatever you think is what you think. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even going to cut it. We're just going to jump on into Halloween 2. Oh, you want to jump right? Okay. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. We're just going to jump right into it. Gotcha. Uh, Halloween 2, which was the sequel that some people say it deserved. Some people say it wouldn't have deserved. I generally am indifferent to it. I like it. I think it's the best of the sequels. I think it could have just been cut off after Halloween 2. Uh, which, yeah, this is the one that introduces the franchise's fascination with, uh, Mr. Sandman, that song that plays at the beginning, which, uh, why? And it takes place directly after the, uh, first movie ends, like, it, it shows a flashback to the end of the previous movie where he shoots him and he shot him six times. He shot him six times. You cannot forget that he shot him six times. If you forget that he shot him six times, you're fucking stupid. You okay. got it? He shot him six times. Gotcha. So after uh, that intro, it cuts to the um, pumpkin, which as it zoomed... Was the music downgraded? Because that's what it sounded like I don't like to know me. if it, was, it like, was scored by John Carpenter. It like, probably it, was. I don't know if it was because it, it sounded so like... It was like a downgraded version of the original. And I was like, oh, they used okay. Synth they must have. I, I actually sound don't that know. Great, but. Uh, I didn't notice. Maybe, maybe because um, I didn't focus too much on the music, which is an important thing for movies, I guess. Uh, so... It, it, zooming in on that... If you've seen a Halloween movie, you know that sometimes, or generally, the good ones will have a... It zooms in on the pumpkin, mm -hmm. which the first one did. And this one does the same thing, but it's a different-looking pumpkin. And the pumpkin splits open and reveals a ha skeleton Halloween mask that looks like shit. Uh, and then it cuts to... I think this is the one that cuts to the pumpkin being cut. Like No, the, no, no, that's H2O. That's H2O? Mm -hmm. Okay, I forgot. It's I, I, I kind of... I'm sick right now, so things are missing up there. Okay. Uh, so, oh, this is the one where it jumps to um, them taking Lori out of the house and taking her to the hospital. All right, there we go. So, after they, Dr. Loomis is telling the police, hey, he got away. He 
I shot him six times. He shot him six times. Mm-hmm. But he got away. And they're taking uh, Lori to the hospital at the same time this is happening. And Dr. Loomis thinks he sees Michael Myers. Because it's a kid in a Michael Myers-style mask wearing a jumpsuit and everything. Which... <laughs> was that, like, a common enough costume where two people did it? <laughs> Uh, so the kid turned the, the kid turns around and he's walking away and then he walks through the street and gets hit by a cop car and the cop says he came out of nowhere even though that makes no sense the kid didn't come out of nowhere he was walking down the street so the cop hits him and the fucking ambulance explodes and the kid's on fire that doesn't make sense either but they find out later that the kid is this kid named uh, Ben Ritter I think is his name, which if the first movie is the kid that she's that Laurie's supposed to be taking the the dance, uh, and they find out that he was drunk, which is why he was acting weird, I guess. But yeah, so he's unimportant to the movie pretty much. He was just there for that quick early kill. Um, so the main plot is the hospital. So we'll focus on the hospital, I guess. This is gonna be harder for me to explain because I don't have as much experience with this movie actually. Only two. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I've only all, seen if it a I were to basically times. wrap up this plot synopsis, so basically, Laurie's been taken to the hospital after the events, and Dr. Loomis is still looking around for Michael, and Michael <laughs> is still in the pursuit of Laurie Strode, basically, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. This is the movie where they introduced the brother sister thing, mm. which you don't like, no. and I don't understand why you don't like it. It's not set up properly. I it like make it. Doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? He kills his sister at the beginning of the first movie, uh-huh. and you're like, okay. So there's a family connection there. So in this movie, they're like, oh, to it's her a sister. Or to that sister he killed? Because, yeah, the sister he killed, there's a connection, but Lori. <laughs> what do you mean? She was adopted. Okay, but that her also fam- feels her, like it came out of nowhere. Her, just her left field. Original parents uh, were killed in a car crash when she was a young child. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets adopted by the Strode family, and... Uh, but was there any hint of that in the first movie? I mean, some no, people no. probably made that connection. Some people were like, oh, that's probably his sister. But Look, generally, I think people probably didn't There are that. movies that set up these types of twists well. I'm gonna Star go. Wars. I'm going to go to my favorite franchise, because they set this up very, very well. The whole Luke is going to figure out Darth Vader's his father. Now, if you think about it, all of the Jedi in the galaxy are wiped out. Right? There is not a single one left, and then Luke comes into play and is like the spark. Well, besides Obi-Wan, I guess, who I left out. But Obi-Wan's trying to mentor Luke, and Obi-Wan tells him several times, Yeah, your father died. He was a bad man. He, uh, This Darth Vader guy killed your father horrifically and stuff. And so Luke has the Force, obviously, and he's trying to train. He doesn't know his kinhood, how he got it and stuff. And the only other person with Force abilities besides Ben, and he knows it's not Ben, is Darth Vader. And I guess to a lesser extent, the Emperor, too, because the Emperor's pretty powerful. The Emperor's his father. No, 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 because the Emperor has no next of kin, and he is just pure evil. That is the, you know, once you see those films, you'll understand the Emperor a little I was bit just, more. I was just... I know, I know, but, um... So, they set up kind of that Darth Vader has, like, this personal connection because the Emperor is, like, toying with him a little bit. Like, he told him, hey, your wife died a long time ago and that the two kids that you had didn't survive. And so they set up the fact that, like, Vader doesn't think he has children. And then uh, and the Emperor relays it to him, oh, yes, this child that destroyed the Death Star is a Skywalker. And Vader takes that to heart and doesn't believe that at first because he's been told that his, chi- like, his wife and children died. And he's like, impossible, that can't be. And then he confronts Luke... And at first he isn't sure if it is Luke, he just thinks it could be another Jedi that escaped under the grasp of Order 66. 
he duels him a little bit, he starts to learn a little bit about his abilities and his motives and stuff, and he finally makes the connection that Luke is his son, after the Emperor had told him. He finally gets all of this knowledge over the course of the movies and stuff that Luke is truly his son, and Luke doesn't believe it at first. He's like, no, 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 this can't be, that's not true, that's impossible. And then Vader tells him, search your feelings, you know it's true, because a, Vader's one of the last Sith slash Jedi around, and B, Obi-Wan's dead, and Obi-Wan said, hey, no, man, I, I didn't I make you or anything. And so you have that dynamic of where they have hinted at it from 4 to 5 to 6 to where Vader and Luke are father and son. Halloween did that in two movies. Fuck you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Halloween you did explain that in two that? movies. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I already explained it. Michael Myers is the child okay. of... Uh, but how the my fucking thi- my Myers work- family? <laughs> my working theory is that this was copied straight from Star Wars, and we both kind of concluded this because Empire Strikes Back came out before one year. But t- but John Carpenter also wrote this while he was drunk and didn't want to do it. So I think he just threw that in because fuck it, it's a plot point that some people might like, and I'm drunk. He. Look, it just feels like a tack-on, like they were just trying to force something into the movie to have, like, Michael Myers have a connection to why he's pursuing Laurie Strode. And I don't like that, that Michael pursues nothing but Laurie Strode. The one thing I like about the 2018 remake is that Michael doesn't care about her. Like, his sole purpose is just he kills. He's a monster. He doesn't care. I like the fact that he doesn't have a personal connection to her. He's just kind of like, all right, I'm done with you. I failed. I'm going to go around and murder people. In the original one, it's kind of like he personally picks her out. Like, Which is strange. He's looking, he's looking for someone, uh, I guess, to kill, so he personally picks her out. He's going to fuck her life up and then kill her. Which I think that's what his original plan is. He might be like a psychopath. You sure that he just didn't want to murder three very beautiful looking women? Well, he's stalking her around town all day. Well, yeah, he's also he, she's with the friend too, stalking. Yeah. There's a couple other things, and then he goes around and kind of stalks the friend. Well, he's also like them. staring up at her window. Yeah. So I think he personally... He was hiding in the back of a car for the one girl too. <laughs> yeah, but I think he personally picks her out to fuck her life up I don't know about friends. that. See, that's a, that's a whoop. That's a reach. I don't think so. A little bit of a reach, I no, feel like. No, because yes. he is following her around all day. He's stalking her okay, all day. Okay, regardless, I do want to talk about how they just, like, get into the whole revealing, hey, your brother and sister. So, this one lady that works for the government or something like that, or the oh, governor the or something, whatever her name is, that hangs out with Loomis, is like, there's a secret file you don't know about that was locked away after Michael's parents were killed. Well, yeah, that's a dumb explanation. Yeah, and then he's like, What? He's like, yeah, this secret file contains Laurie Strode is Michael Myers' brother or sister or whatever. And then I was just sitting there like, oh, so is this supposed to have, like, the episode 5 effect where, you know, Vader drops the bomb to Luke and Luke doesn't believe it and then searches his feelings. It's like, oh, God, he Why are is. you comparing Halloween to Star well, Wars? Because they copied the same plot point. I don't think they copied it. I think, I think they it's a did. coincidence. I don't know if it's a coincidence because we both talked about the development and you said Halloween could have been made in like 90 days, which I do believe based on the small budget it's made off oh, yeah. of. And I, I also don't think so. I, I think it maybe was inspired a little bit, but just like the twist itself is dumb. I don't like it. You don't have to like it, but I can like it. I mean, you can like it. I don't think it's a good twist. I don't think it's properly set up or anything, but like... I think it's set up just fine I don't for think a slasher is, movie. No. You gotta accept that it's a slasher movie, so it's not gonna have the best, like, plot or writing in the world. Yeah, but that doesn't excuse laziness. Like, yes, do you it wanna, does. Okay. So Friday you're, the 13th okay. is no, lazy. No, 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 no. You're, you're meaning to tell me, though, like, there isn't a person that can make a good slasher. Like, he can't actually put some forth some effort and make a good slasher. 
Like, I have an example of a good slasher. And it's Halloween. Halloween 1978. There you, there you go. And I would say Scream's a pretty good slasher. There you go. And I think Nightmare on Elm Street's a pretty good slasher. There can be movies with care yes. put into them, but why does this one feel like it didn't care? It was just like, let's throw all this in because here. And he I get was it. drunk. I get he's drunk, Brian, but they could have done some draft revisions, or maybe John went over and was like, oh, this is bad. Etch that he out. He just and didn't want to do it. Well, he didn't want to do then it. Then he shouldn't have wrote it. No, he, he was under contract. He had to. He was under contract, and he was... And so he just got blasted. He, was, he pretty much was, like, told, Hey, you're, we'll fucking sue you if you don't do this thing that you're under contract to do. Okay. Okay. So he but was, you don't think he revised it? Like, most scripts go through revisions and stuff. You don't think he revised it I don't it a think bit? he did. I think he wrote it. Well, that's kind it. of a middle finger. Well, yeah, because no. he was done with the franchise after the first one. Like, the only connection he has to the third one, which we'll get into in a minute, uh-huh. is that his voice is in it. Alright. Moving on past this whole twist thing, I guess we'll just get into the rest of this movie. So, it starts off promising. Like, I was I was hooked. I was like, alright, what's Michael Myers gonna do now that, you know, Haddonfield's kind of chasing him down, Loomis is looking for him, and... Uh, of course, he he starts off like he takes the kitchen knife from that old lady, goes and murders this that one woman wrong. on the f- uh, phone, and then he kind of goes around town for a little bit, and then is looking for Lori and knows that she's somehow in this hospital and is still in pursuit of her. Which, like I said, I don't really like that he's still in pursuit of Lori. I would have preferred if he just kind of moved on and was like, "I'm a killing machine. I'll just kill whoever gets in my way." Would have preferred that a little bit more. Um, the scares in this movie are honestly kind of a bit of a letdown. This movie also just like. It dicks around for a while, I guess I should say, because, it's, like... It's also rather slow burn, but in a different way. No, it just, like... It, it goes for, like, some tension scenes, and then nothing happens. Like, one of the nurses is walking, and then some guy, like, jumps out in the like in the middle of nowhere, and is like, oh, hey, I was searching for this and all that. Hey, I want to bang this chick. I want to do this. Like, the characters in this movie are worse than the original. Like, the one guy's sole motivation is he wants to bang the one chick. The one chick is scared. The one... You're going to make me say it again, aren't you? What? He was struck when he wrote it. I don't care. That's not an excuse to it laziness. Excuse. Laziness is all I'm going to say. All right. So anyways, a lot. this movie takes a while to actually get down to like the meat and uh, beans of it where it's just Laurie Strode and Michael, I guess. Because like, say he was just going to murder the pretty girls that were working at the hospital and stuff and then Laurie just happened to be there. Okay, yeah. But his pursuit is to get rid of them and then get to Laurie, I guess. And I was like, all right. I, I mean, okay. And I'm sitting there and it just takes a while for them to actually do kills or uh, do scares because they're doing a lot of like, oh, this character is like building up suspense. She's looking down a dark hallway. Then it's just one of the boys that comes out of nowhere or something. I'm just like, can you just get on with it. And I guess this time around, I didn't even care about the kills as much. Like, the one... The, the kills were more, uh, gory kind of. They were kind of, but I just didn't really, like, one girl gets her throat slit again. The one girl gets her head dunked in, like, the hot water and her skin is peeling. Scalding yeah, water. he does it several times. But it doesn't times. make sense because you don't see the skin yeah, peeling that, off of that his doesn't hand. make a whole lot of sense either. And I was just like, this is a downgrade. Like, yeah. a downgrade and a major one at that. And then they throw in the twist. And then the ending is all right, I guess. Because, like, uh, Lori and Dr. Loomis come together and stuff to take on Michael. And I think, does he get shot in both eyes? Is that yeah, what happens? Yeah, she has a gun and he has... No, he, he gives her his gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, oh, get away from me. Bang, bang. Shot in the eyes. And you'd think that would kill him because it's, like, in his head. Yeah. But I guess... He has super, uh, he has Wolverine. He has superhuman strength or something, which yeah. I, I never understood. Well, it gets shown in H2O that he has superhuman strength. Yeah, he does the which we'll get into up. that one in a minute. But, no, we'll get into that one after well, we get after, into all the other movies yeah, yeah. that I, I'm not going to give ratings to. I'm going to go through, like, a general plot. Okay. So, okay, 
this one. She shoots him in the eyes, and then they're all turning on the gas valves, and he's swinging that scalpel around, which, mm-hmm. what the fuck is he gonna do with the scalpel? Stab you and then walk away? Uh, so they're turning on all the gas, and Dr. Loomis is like, go, run, Lori, go. She gets out and hides behind a car, and he lights a match, and it explodes. And you're like, oh, they're dead now. And then mm-hmm. Michael Myers walks out, and you're like, oh, is he not dead? Does he actually have powers? But he falls and dies. And I was like, that's a good ending. That should have. That's how it should have ended. I mean, I like that Dr. Loomis sacrificed himself with his patient. Like that was, that, that was like, all right, yeah, it makes sense. That's his patient. Go out with your patient. Captain goes down with the ship, the entire thing. And then Laurie's just loaded into another ambulance. And then the movie kind of ends. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that plays too. Um, I just was overall bored with this film. Like, uh, I, I did not like it at all. I mean, I didn't pay a lot of attention no, to it. No, neither did I. That was the thing. I could care less about what was going on <laughs> because they were taking forever to, like, actually have Michael go around and kill people like at least in the original halloween like there's that build-up and they don't linger on it for too long because then michael like just straight up murders them when the character's alone but when a character's alone in this movie it's either played off as like uh the one boy's gonna come out and say something or like something's gonna fall and it's gonna scare him and it's not gonna be michael like they just dilly dally around most of the film and then finally towards the ending they're like all right let's start killing the characters i was like okay whatever i mean yeah uh, we forgot to mention one important thing. Dana Carvey is in this movie. For a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he plays, like, an assistant to, uh, the news anchor lady, and I was like, okay, that's, I guess that's pretty cool, because this was before he was on SNL. Yeah. So he was like, oh, how can I get into Hollywood? I know, I'll be in Halloween too. Oh, I also do want to talk about, uh, me laughing at some of this movie, too. So, uh, like you said, the scene where the, the fake Michael Myers is walking in the street and he gets hit by the cop oh, car and it goes yeah. into the truck and explodes. I oh, was laughing. Ben yeah, I was yeah. laughing so hard at that because it was so stupid. I mean, yeah, it's it was kind of thrown there for that, uh, first kill of the movie. And then the one guy, uh, the real, like, douchey guy that's like, I really want her to sit on my oh, face. I was like, he is laughably bad. Grace, yeah. please sit on my, or something like that. And and he was, like, was not good. Uh, the he kill he the, was just meant to be this douchey guy that no one likes. The kill with the tub was goofy. I laughed at that a little bit, too. See, that reminds me of a kill in Jason X. Does it? Yeah, because in Jason X, there's, um, this kill where he's dipping this girl's head and, like, I don't know what it's, I don't remember what it's called, but it's that stuff that, like, freezes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, it's, like, liquid, uh dry ice pretty much I guess I can't think of the name of it but he's dipping her head in it and keeps pulling it out and checking it and eventually he pulls her head out and it's frozen and he just smashes her head on the table (laughs) and it explodes and I'm Um, like that was fucking awesome I also laughed a little bit at the ending where Michael's just swinging his knife around like oh the scalpel yeah and I was like okay because like the sound effect sounds like it's a children's toy when he's swinging it I was like oh okay yeah the mask is the original mask, I think. I think. I no, it looked different. The to one me. that burns. Yeah, isn't. the burns is. But, but um, for some, for like a few of the scenes, they they use the same mask from the original. Okay. And you can tell because it's very like worn down. Okay. And you can see the original skin color coming through of the mask. Okay. Uh, and Michael Myers isn't played by Nick Castle. It's played by Dick Warlock, a professional stuntman of the time who mm-hmm. might be dead now. I can't. I don't know. Who cares? Uh very rude you got anything else to say uh not really but this movie is just like pretty good i think uh i'll give my synopsis now um because i don't think i have anything else to say about it nope uh so it was pretty good um it follows some of the same beats of the original movie i think uh it's it feels like another generic slasher which is i think is the main reason you don't like it because it just feels like a generic slasher it just feels like it has less care put uh 
It feels it, like it, it, it definitely did. It did it, not have a lot of character. It's a lot of dumb things in it. It was just the company wanted more money, and John Carpenter was like, "Okay, I guess it's I'll write lazy. it for you." So uh, that's really all I can say about it. It's not a great film, so I'm gonna give it like a six. It's not as it's 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 not as good as the original, and I still like this movie. Oh boy, here's my synopsis. Um. There's a lot of promise with this film. I, I honestly wanted to kind of see, like, is there really a purpose for him to keep pursuing Laurie Strode? And then when they give me the purpose, I'm like, this is not set up. This is the most random plot twist you could have thrown in. This movie dilly-dallies around trying to kill the characters. It's a lot of just Dr. Loomis going around screaming about how he shot a man six times, and then he's trying to discover some things, and then they bring in, like, this cult or something. Did you notice that? Like, on the chalkboard, there's something written in oh, blood. Oh, Sam He's Hanks, like, yeah, so there's this ritual... No, that. that's um, that's like a cult. That's a. Uh, it is a cult. No, it's a um, it's a word. I don't know where the origin is from, but it's basically for like the season of Halloween that is celebrated. Mm-hmm. That whole season, is it like it's a called. Ritual? It's actually pronounced Solin. Oh. But they call it Samhain because yeah. they yeah. didn't have. Well, the fucking error in the original movie is that Michael Myers is supposed to be fifteen years older, and they say he's twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said, the dilly dallies around. I somewhat cared about Lori because it's interesting to see her have all the night terrors and stuff that she's going through. But just the plot twist, the dilly dallying, the Dr. Loomis stuff, I could care less about. All this they're trying to set up for Michael Myers. I just, I don't care. It was boring to me. I was bored out of my mind. I laughed at a lot of dumb stuff in this movie. It's not a good sequel. I'm going to be very firm. I don't like this sequel. Heck, I have not liked any of the sequels since 2018. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. I just didn't like it. You're very disrespectful, man. And I'm not going to cut for Season of the Witch either, because I'm just not going to cut. This is going to be an uncut podcast. Gotcha. All right, so... Uh, Season of the Witch. You haven't seen this one. I haven't seen this one in a few years. I'm just going to go through all of the franchise, even the remakes and reboots and stuff. So this is going to be off the top of my head and with the help of Google. So Halloween 3 Season of the Witch is a return to form of what the franchise was supposed to be. But there's no Michael Myers, is Uh, well, it was supposed to be a an anthology, kind of like a Twilight Zone kind of thing, oh. but movies. Um, and it's all supposed to be based on Halloween, of course. But, of course, John Carpenter was forced into writing the script for Halloween 2, and he uh, was just like, fine, fuck it. And then Tommy Lee Wallace, I believe is his name, or Tommy Wallace, or whatever his name is, the original guy who did the costume design and everything for the first two, directed this movie. Oh, a costume designer directed this, eh? I don't know if you could tell by how the masks look pretty alright. I didn't see the movie, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, this movie's not amazing. Uh, it definitely could be cut out of the series and just considered Halloween. <coughs> they, could, they could just call this movie, like, Halloween Season of the Witch or just Season of the Witch. And it, I think it would be just an alright movie by itself. Um... John Carpenter has a voice appearance, I think, uh, in this movie, but that's it. Uh, if you've seen this movie, this is the one that has the Eight More Days Till Halloween, Halloween Silver Shamrock thing. Uh, so the general plot is, this guy figures out that this mask company, Silver Shamrock, is making masks with chips in them from fucking Stonehenge. They stole a piece of Stonehenge, have it in the building, and are putting pieces of it in the chips in the mask, and getting, uh, and putting them in all the masks and everything, and then when they watch the commercial on Halloween Day, everyone dies. Everyone dies. This just sounds like a very, very interesting (laughs) It's so, it's different than Halloween. 
but yeah, so he figures it out and he's trying to stop them, and uh, and he gets caught by the company and they're trying to kill him. And Dick Warlock's in this at some point, uh, so they're trying to fucking kill him. And he's like, "No, you can't kill me." He escapes out of whatever they put him in, uh, just kills everyone, and that's how the movie ends. I can't really explain it any better. It's not good. It's okay. I thought this was an okay movie when I first watched it back in the day. I didn't think it was amazing. I thought it was good. I definitely think it could just be called Season of the Witch and nobody would bat an eye at it. Nobody would talk about it anymore. Uh, it's 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 alright. <laughs> it's alright. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and jump on to Halloween 4, which is where the plot twist of Michael's still alive comes in and Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie but her daughter Jamie Lloyd is in it mm-hmm. that's the character's name Jamie Lloyd and why is it that because Jamie Lee Curtis's character died in a fucking car accident that's how they explain her death she died in a car accident wow. <laughs> how about it? and they they're going on with the brother thing so and he has to kill all of his family Michael Myers has to kill his immediate family or whatever. So he has to go and kill Jamie Lloyd. And she's keeps seeing him in her visions and stuff. And she's like mute for part of this movie. Maybe it's the second. Maybe it's the fifth movie. I can't remember. But she like is scared. And basically Michael Myers kills all the people around her. And they get him like trapped or whatever. And they, the townspeople kill him. and or not, They don't kill him. They knock him into a well, and they're like, oh, he's gone. But he's not. So, uh, Jamie Lloyd then kills her sister, dressed up like Michael Myers. I think that's this movie. It might be the next movie, I don't fucking know. Uh, poor Donald Pleasanton is in it, and he's even crazier than before. And guess what his face looks like? What? It's a fucking horrible makeup that's supposed to look like a burn scar. Oh, really? Because you know that explosion that supposedly killed him? Yes. It only scarred him? It only scarred mm. the side of his face. This franchise is interesting. Uh, Halloween 5. He's out of the well. Jamie Lloyd is uh, in a hospital. She's mute. Oh, this is the one where she's mute. Not the fir- not four. This one. She's mute now, and she's like trying to get away, and Michael Myers is trying to kill her, and it's basically the same thing. She gets away, and he doesn't kill her, and I don't remember what happens. I don't care enough. Halloween 6 is where the cult stuff gets introduced. The Cult of Thorn. This is a movie with Paul Rudd in it. Oh, Paul Rudd. I don't know if this is his first appearance in a movie, but it's in a it's a movie with him in it. And guess what? He plays guess who he fucking plays? Who? Tommy Doyle. Really? From the first movie. Grown up? How yeah. about that? You know how Tommy Doyle had blonde hair? Mm-hmm. He doesn't now. Oh yeah, it's Paul Rudd, man. Yeah. So yeah, Paul Rudd's in this movie, he's playing Tommy Doyle, who's obsessed with Michael Myers and the Cult of Thorn. Uh, and basically, in this movie, Michael Myers rapes his niece, Jamie Lloyd. Mm, this series is so good. I don't know if he rapes her. He, she's not consenting, so he rapes her. Ha- she has the baby. He, uh, she hides it in a in a in a bathroom of a subway or something. Uh, Tommy Doyle finds the baby. Uh, Michael Myers has killed Jamie Lloyd, and he has to kill the baby now. Fucking, he has to kill the baby. Why does he have to kill the baby? <clears throat> because it's his relation. He's re- it's his son. It's his child. Hmm. 
the baby is his child and he has to kill it mm. or sacrifice it to the cult of Thor. So, you know how Michael Myers can drive in the first movie, in the second movie, in the fourth movie, in the fifth movie? Yes. You know how they explain that in this movie? Uh, the doctor that Doctor the, the yeah the doctor that Doctor Loomis is talking to when he's walking out of this uh, asylum at the begin in the first movie, mm-hmm. he uh, comes back in this movie played by a different actor, and it turns out he taught Michael Myers how to drive. And why did he teach Michael Myers because, how to drive? Because he was part of the cult. Because the guy's the cult leader. This franchise. Is and he wanted Michael Myers to be able to get out and murder people and kill his family because he is cursed to kill his whole family and then he is freed from this curse uh michael myers gets killed by paul rudd i think he gets hit with like eight elephant tranquilizers uh and then i think michael myers is dead and there's like green stuff going out of him while paul rudd's beating the shit out of him as one does uh and then at towards the at the end of the movie uh you see uh, someone in a Michael Myers costume laying there with stuff surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Dr. Loomis reaches down to grab it. And uh, the fucking doctor that taught Michael Myers how to drive, I don't remember his name, he taught Michael Myers how to drive, but he reaches up and grabs him and pulls the mask up. But it turns out he, uh, he took Michael Myers' place in that spot hmm. so that Michael Myers could either get away or be dead. I don't know. Yeah, he, uh, get away or be dead. Uh, he reaches up and grabs him, and it turns out Dr. Loomis is now part of the Cult of Thorn, because you see the tattoo appear on his wrist. Mm-hmm. So he has to kill his family now. Gotcha. Uh, what's next, H2O? Yes. Which oh. I am going to tell you that Anchor cuts off all podcast recordings after 60 minutes. I'm not so recording any, on Anchor. Well, I know, but any file over 60 that you try to transfer will probably shut down. Fuck it, we'll do H2O and then Resurrection, and then we'll cut it. And okay. do the next three movies. Make sure it doesn't go over 60. Okay, H2O. Uh, this movie was interesting. It has LL Cool J in it. It has Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Those are the only two notable people in it. Uh, she has short hair now. <coughs> uh, she went to the Witness Protection Program, and her name is, what, Cynthia Tate? I don't know what her name was. I remember I was sitting there watching this and going, okay, this was the first time they tried to reboot, and it opens with a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was like, oh, he's going to be in this? Okay, I didn't know he's going to play an integral part. No, he gets a uh, hockey uh, putt, or hockey skate to the face, and I was like, oh, I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh, was going to be in it. The yeah. nurse from the original and first, the, the original and the second movie, the one that tells Michael or tells Doctor Loomis that Michael Myers is the sister and the one that's driving him oh, to the so hospital. Oh, so this takes place after she, two. She, yeah, she comes back and he slits her throat. But did you notice the poorly done throat slitting? Yes. Because he puts the knife against her neck and you see the blood shoot out from yeah. right here. It's not good. No, this um, film was a train wreck. We don't even need to get into the plot really because this is the ba- basic plot. Jamie Lee Curtis's son doesn't like her because she's not letting him go on this trip. She lets him go on the trip. He doesn't go on the trip. Michael Myers is at the school that he goes to. Michael Myers starts killing his friends. Uh, him and his girlfriend get away. Jamie Lee Curtis goes back and fights him. Uh, oh, her her love interest gets killed by Michael Myers, I think. Yeah. Uh, L.O. Cool J got shot by Jamie Lee Curtis's love interest at some point, but he's still alive because he only got grazed. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, stabs Michael Myers multiple times. He falls over through a table. L.O. Cool J walks over and he's like, stop, stop, he's dead. Michael Myers gets put in a body bag uh, and he's supposed to be taken away. Jamie Lee Curtis walks up with an axe 
and fucking uh, takes the gun from a cop and she's like, everyone stay back, takes the ambulance, drives away. Michael Myers gets out of the body bag. She comes to an immediate stop and uh, he flies out and uh, he stands up, she runs into him. They go over the edge of a cliff, start rolling down uh, and this is the best part of the movie. He gets pinned to a tree and she's like, Michael. And he's like, he's like confused. He's like grabbing at his head and he's like reaching out to her and then she chops his head off. Yes. Anything else you want to say about this movie? My gosh, was this movie hilarious. Did you um, like my crackhead uh, synopsis of yeah, it? Yeah, uh, I don't really like much in this movie. I guess there's Jamie Lee Curtis that's a charm, but like this movie is retarded. I didn't care about her grown-up son. I did not care about anything that was her going on. Her 17-year-old son, get yeah, it fucking right. Well, still, I, I don't care about anything that was going on. I literally sat here and went, this franchise is a wreck. Like, this franchise might be one of the worst I've ever seen because this first time they tried to reboot, I was like, no, this is awful. And the, Friday the 13th franchise the is pretty messy. The only reason I like this movie is for the ending where Jamie Lee Curtis just swings and decapitates Michael and then it ends. And I was like, that is so bad and I love it and it's great. This is the movie where Michael Myers does a one-arm pull. Oh, this one doesn't oh, yeah. have Donald Pleasance in it because he died after number six. Yeah. They finished filming number six and he died before it was went to theaters and poor guy. Yeah, poor, poor guy. guy's last movie was... Halloween I feel six. bad he was still stuck with this franchise, if I'm being honest. He, I think um, he just wanted to do something fun. I think he just... Poor guy. Um, yeah, Michael Myers does, like, a pull-up and then comes down from the ceiling, too. He's got superhuman strength. Which he's, he's been I, doing cardio, I guess, for a while. His, he is canonically, like, six foot four. The, the original actor that played him was, like, 5'10", but he is canonically, like, six foot four, I think, or six foot two or something. Yeah. How is he able to pull himself up to not be seen by anyone mm-hmm. from that pipe? That's very true. Because you, if you were a little bit away from him, you would see his feet at least looking in your peripheral peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. So this isn't good. Do you have anything else you want to say about this movie? Don't watch this ever. Like, if you ever are told, hey, let's watch Halloween H2O, burn the copy, burn the streaming service, burn everything. This is a train wreck of a film. I hate it. It's not good. I'm giving it a 2 out of 10. It's awful. Yeah, I don't like this movie. It's not that well directed. It's not well acted. Jamie Lee Curtis is the best part of it. Uh, Michael Myers gets decapitated. Um, This isn't a good movie. It's like a 3 out of 10 for me. Uh, This was the first reboot. Then we're going into Resurrection, which has Busta Rhymes and uh, uh, that fucking, what's her name? Banks. Banks? Yeah. Elizabeth Banks? No, uh, she's black. Oh, Tyree? Yeah, Tyra Banks. She's in this movie, too. Because um, this is the movie where you find out Jamie Lee Curtis didn't kill Michael Myers. He, she, uh, so, he, so one of the ambulance guys was getting him. Michael Myers tore his fucking throat out, or his tongue or something, um, <clears throat> put his costume on him, and Michael Myers was dressed up like the ambulance uh, guy or whatever the fuck he is. Uh, so the person that she kills is the fucking ambulance guy. Uh, yeah, so he's still alive, and he kills her. He ends up killing her. She's, like, in an uh, in an asylum, mm-hmm. and he kills her. Uh, and I think he, like, drops her off the top of the roof or something. So that happens, and then he's going back to his hometown, and they're filming a uh, reality show in, in the house that was his house. Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks are the host of it, and I, th- I don't know. I think they play themselves. Um, which is fucking awesome. So, Michael Myers is going through and actually killing these kids while they're in the house. Because, hey, get the fuck off my property. Which, yeah, sure, this one completely disregards the whole family thing. 
because uh, this this was returned to form back to Halloween 2, H2O was. So this is a direct sequel to H2O, which was a sequel to H Halloween 2. So, this is the movie with the least interesting kills. This is the movie where Buster Rhymes sticks a an electrical wire to Michael Myers' testicles. This is the movie where he kills Tyra Banks, and I think also Buster Rhymes. And this is the movie where Michael Myers is dead, but his eye opens at the end, right before his... Uh, dies so this was supposed to be this was supposed to be like a sequel this was supposed to have a sequel but they never made it because this was the end of the franchise until rob zombie brought it back i don't have any more else to say uh i'm gonna cut it off here and then we're gonna in the next recording we're gonna jump into halloween one and two by rob zombie and then halloween 2018 and yeah so right here is i'm cutting it off Alright, so now we're jumping into uh, these last three movies we need to talk about, which is Halloween 2007, Halloween 2009, and Halloween 2018. <laughs> because this series, this franchise has the most unique naming process ever. Uh, so, the Rob Zombie remakes. I don't love them, but they're pretty good for what they are. They're a lot more gory than the original movie. They are uh, a lot filthier. Like, I never, I've never watched these movies and been like, I feel clean. I feel like I just took a shower. I watch these movies and I'm like, I feel like trash. Because that's what most of the people in this movie are. They're white trash. Oh, God damn it, hold on. Okay, so Google's being dumb. But I have the cast and crew up. The most important thing is Michael Myers is like six foot eight, played by Tyler Maine. Um, <clears throat> young Michael Myers is this kid named uh, Dake Ferret or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Scout Taylor Compton plays Laurie Strode, who is a, um, her, her real name is, like, Angel, I think. Uh, Daniela Harris, who played Jamie Lloyd in Halloween's 4, 5, and not 6, but 4 and 5. Yeah. She played Jamie Lloyd, and now she's back as Annie. Oh, how about it? Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie plays Deborah Myers, because Rob Zombie has to cast his own wife. Malcolm McDowell is the most important person attached to this. Poor Malcolm. Uh, the guy from Clockwork Orange is now Dr. Loomis. And not a good one at that. I think the original Dr. Loomis is a lot better. This one was... Well, this one's more of a rock star. It's Malcolm McDowell who does not care to be there. Yeah. He... This... Dr. Loomis is, like, portrayed more of, like, a... As, like, a rock star, kind of. He has a rock star complex. Mm. Um, Danny Trejo was in this. He's like really nice to Michael Myers when he's in the in the asylum, and he's supposed to retire like the next day, but Michael Myers fucking kills him with a TV, yeah. and I'm like, why would you kill Danny Trejo? Danny Trejo is the best part. He also murders a person in a bathroom. I remember that because I remember watching oh, tidbits of this that's movie. That's that's where uh, Annie gets killed. Yeah. He, he kills some people in funny ways. In but she doesn't die! I know. Oh, well. Okay, so we're not going to get too, too into this movie. Because I, 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 I don't remember much. It's been about a year since I watched it. So, yeah, the general plot is Michael Myers is a kid, kills his fucking uh, sister. It's like 30 minutes into the movie when he kills her. And then after that, it's pretty much a, like an exact... Uh, remake of the original, like not exactly, exactly, but it's pretty close. 
there is the pretty cool scene where Michael Myers goes up to that uh, rest stop and kills a, the guy in the bathroom, the black guy in the bathroom, and gets his jumpsuit because they're the same height, so obviously. And the best song by Rush is playing in the background, Tom Sawyer. Uh, after that, he's pretty much on the hunt to kill his sister. Uh, I think this movie has, uh, kill, he kills her parents, he kills her friends, and tries to kill Annie, but she lives. And then, uh, she unsuc- or he unsuccessfully gets killed. Doesn't he get shot in a swimming pool or something? Yeah, he gets shot in the swimming pool, yeah. because they couldn't remake the traditional falling off the balcony scene, because that would have been too generic, <laughs> even though they remade the entire movie. Uh, so yeah, he gets shot by Malcolm McDowell in the swimming pool, but he- then we'll jump into Halloween 2, which is, again, directly right after. Uh, so, is the hospital thing like a dream sequence or something? I never understood that. Did she actually go to the hospital and he chased after her? Oh, I haven't seen this, by You haven't seen way. Halloween no, 2? No, not the Rob Zombie. Okay. I remember, because, like, I don't care enough to watch this franchise yeah. to where, like, it was on and I was doing work and I would, like, look up at the first Rob Zombie one and see what was going on then go back down and work. Yeah. And then I didn't care enough to see the second because it so, wasn't good. So, Halloween 2, I think it starts out with an actual sequence of her in the hospital and he's coming after her, but it might be a dream sequence. But he kills fucking, uh... The black woman from from Ma. I don't remember her name. Oh, really? Yeah, he kills her in this movie. Why? Brutally. Uh, and Tyler Maine jokes that he was he got to kill an Oscar-winning actress on screen. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Octavia Spencer. <laughs> so yeah, that's her name, Octavia Spencer. So she gets killed, um, and he's like coming after her, and she gets away. I think. She's living with Annie now, who is also traumatized by this. And they're, I think they're supposed to be, like, a couple. I think they're supposed to be, like, a lesbian couple because they have, a, like, a lot of, like, things like that. Which, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing, but it's kind of weird because it's definitely a big split off of the original. So Rob Lo- Zombie did take a lot of liberties, which, again, that's fine. It doesn't have to be an exact remake. That's fine. It's, it's not a good movie, but it's fine. Uh... Yeah, so she's, like, running away from Michael Myers again. He went into hiding, grew a big-ass beard. His mask is torn up and looks like shit. Like, it barely covers his face. Oh, God. He dies. She stabs him to death, and then she gets shot, and uh, Malcolm McDowell's, like, he gets stabbed at some point, but I think he lives, and he's a rock star and everything. Halloween 2018. Uh, so... Oh, God. Here we go. Alright, I'll help you out because you've been rambling for the past few. So, I actually like this remake. I actually think this is the best sequel in the franchise. Now, that being said, I have only seen Halloween 2, Halloween H2 on the first Halloween, but hearing that all of the other sequels are so bad, I would have to assume after now seeing Halloween 2 that this is the best one. Now, the reason I think is is because this was actually with John Carpenter's help. They actually got some people behind Technically, it. Technically, Halloween 2 was also. Well, let me explain, the, because there are actually a lot of good things with this movie that they set up. So, first off, this is directed by David Gordon Green, who is actually a really good director. He makes good comedies and good dramas. He made a very good drama that I'd recommend people um, check out with Jake Gyllenhaal called Stronger. And he also made a very funny comedy with Seth Rogen called The Pineapple Express. He's a very good director, in my opinion. He's not great. Like, he's not a phenomenal director or anything, but I think he's very good at the genres that he sticks to, but for some reason Universal was like, hey, 
why don't you make a horror movie for us? And, you know, that's not usually his thing. But I guess they were just kind of deciding, hey, he's worked on dramas, we'll give him a shot and stuff. And I don't think he did terrible for, like, his first like shot at the, the horror genre, but... It's got some things in it that are dumb, obviously, and we'll get into that in a minute and stuff. But I think I like this because it has my favorite Michael Myers thing in this movie where Michael doesn't care about Laurie Strode. Literally, he's just a killing machine. He's going around murdering uh, babysitters and stuff and teenage kids, and he doesn't even care about trying to find Laurie Strode anymore. They throw away the whole brother-sister thing, which I am thankful for, and they just finally get down to the meat and teeth of Laurie wants to kill Michael because she's still traumatized, and I like that she's become like a gun, uh, a gun-toting, uh, super crazy woman and stuff. She's a gun-toting conservative. And it, it's crazy because it's an—it's honestly a progression you can see happening to her that she's gone a little bit insane from this one event that happened to her and. You know, they never really said Michael Myers died, and there was a cop that got him, and Loomis died, but said before he died, hey, you need to kill Michael, he's nothing but pure evil. And at the beginning of the movie, they're moving him to Glass Hill, which is some big super prison complex or something. But this movie is basically, if I had to summarize it, it's been 40 years after the original. It takes place 40 years after. Laurie has become a bit insane, and every day is stressing, like, Michael is going to get out someday, and everybody else around her is like, Michael's not going to get out. It's been 40 years. If he hasn't gotten out earlier, why would he get out now and stuff? And Laurie is kind of insane. Her family doesn't like her anymore. There's a big disconnect between her daughter and her granddaughter and stuff like that. And so throughout most of the movie, everybody's saying Laurie's wrong. But then guess what happens? Michael gets out. He goes around and murders people. Laurie's like, I told you. And so the rest of the night is spent with her trying to track down Michael, kill him, finish this whole Halloween franchise once and for all. Personally, really like it because it's David Gordon Green, who I said I really kind of like as a director. And I think this one was just kind of the best of the sequels narratively. But your take, Brian, because I know this isn't your favorite. I I was disappointed by this movie. As, as you know, I don't know mm-hmm. about listeners, because I don't have a lot of listeners, but as you know, this movie, I, I avoided spoilers. I did not look up anything about the movie. If there was anything about the movie, I would immediately go away from it. If people talked about it, I would uh, either go away or I would a- politely ask them to stop, because I was not wanting spoilers at all. And I was greatly disappointed, because... I just didn't like it. Right. They introduced that new Loomis, uh, I believe some Dr. People, Ramon Sartain or something like that. Some people just started calling him Numus, New Loomis. Yeah, Numis. basically. So that's what I'm going to call him. And he is the most important part of the movie somehow. He's become like how Loomis was obsessed with figuring out Michael Myers and stuff. Loomis he, was obsessed in a completely different yeah, way. Yeah, I know, but he like the obsession thing is what they're going for. Because <laughs> like we had some people that said the movie should be about obsession, but that's not the case because Michael yes. isn't obsessed with Laurie well, anymore. He doesn't care. Laurie one of our is, friends did say that Michael that the movie is about obsession, and uh, I believe you and I both kind of disagree with that. I because I don't necessarily think it is. No, like, it's not a hundred percent at least. Because Michael Myers wasn't necessarily going after Jamie Lee Curtis. He was going after. Or whoever was there and mm-hmm. he could kill. Yeah. He gets that good old kitchen knife. He has the jumpsuit. He has the mask that isn't. It, it's it, aged, which it, I, yeah, I like. That's probably that is the, very good design. Mm, yeah. Uh, but have you seen the actual original mask no. lately? No. Someone put a uh, someone who the guy that owns it lives in like Tiffin, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, and he put a picture of it out on the internet, and it's fucking 
deteriorated as hell. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh. it's in horrible shape. He thought about well, getting it fixed, Well, do you think that though. the podcast people were maybe keeping it a little bit, you know, like, it looked good, so the day they had to confront Michael, it's not uh, just a rag. He got way. it from the police department. Yeah, 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 but I mean, do you think, like, maybe the police or something, or just the podcast people, like, did some touches to it to oh. make it look good? So that way, when they showed it to Michael, I'm, it's not like a rag? I'm thinking maybe they, uh, they just were like, you know what? We're not going to do the whole full deterioration. We're just going to make it look ugly and scarred. Yeah, that's what I To make it for. look road or like, now, yeah, like worn. I like the beginning. I don't know if you like the beginning, but it's I, okay. I, I like the opening simply because, like, I love these podcast people that for some reason want to do a story on the Michael Myers yeah. murders. So the, the microphone that they're using is the inset microphone on their recording device. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you ever watched the channel Dead Meat, yeah. uh, but he was showing like how that mic would not sound good and he recorded with it and it sounded horrible because most people yeah. usually use an external mic with yeah. that recording device mm -hmm. but yeah they're at the hospital they meet up with Numis I believe his name is actually Sertain yeah. like you said but we're going to call him Numis because that's easier to remember um, he takes him out to Michael Myers who was uh, playing uh, real life chess Kind of. <laughs> well, yeah, I just because he's on a, he's it's a giant chessboard pretty much. Yeah, so they're playing real life chess, and he's obviously the king. Uh, well, they walk out, and Sartain is like, "All right, you got to be careful. Don't go over any of these don't yellow cross lines." The yellow yeah. line. He's pointing out all of these other crazy people. Like he says that one guy has a fixation with. He like, tells him to tie his shoelace. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he walks over to Michael, and Michael is just standing there. He's like, "Hello, Michael." And he's trying to ask him some questions, and then he pulls out the mask. And you see Michael turn a little bit, like he can sense the mask is there. Yeah. He's like, you feel it, Michael. You feel it. You have to say something. And then all of the other people, the mentally insane are people, going are insane. insane. They're screaming. Yeah, they're screaming at the top yeah. of their lungs. And he's still demanding for Michael to say something, and he doesn't. And that's yeah. so powerful that Michael has it's, not changed after all these years. It builds up to this really intense scene, and then it just cuts to do 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 And I like that opening, because it's like the pumpkin smash, which I think yeah. represents how bad the franchise the has been. pumpkin smash, and it's growing yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's cool is that they show Michael Myers, uh, like, the side of his face a little bit, mm -hmm. and his eye is scarred yeah, up still, where he got stabbed. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if they show, like, I don't know if they showed his neck at all, but he did get stabbed with that sewing needle. I so think he had a hole, maybe. Did he? Like he might have had, like, a scar yeah. there or mm -hmm. something. The mask has a hole in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they so, were very good at keeping consistency, yeah. which is something the Halloween sequels that I watched at least weren't doing very well. Well, this mask actually looks like the original mask. I, the other too. masks... The my favorite of the masks I think is like Halloween Six because it just looks like fucking Nick Cage. Yeah, and I don't remember which one. I think it's that one. I gotta though. appreciate this movie for doing that, for keeping the consistency, yeah. for trying to make everything like it is forty years after. Like that's the, something I appreciate heavily. Yeah, they definitely were trying to appeal to the fans, which I I appreciate. <coughs> uh, you're you're changing my mind on this film a little bit, Hayden. Am I? Yeah. Well, here let's keep going. Like okay, so. Uh, another thing that I like about this movie is, well, besides, I don't really like the podcasters because I don't really like... They're so unimportant. I, I, they're they not really important at journalists. all. Yeah, because the only reason they're here is for A, to give Michael the mask or for him to kill them and get the mask. That's all they're throwaway for and yeah. stuff, just like the other ones. And, um... They're, 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 it's a true crime podcast, which as we all know, there's like a million of those. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're the least important podcasts in the world. Yeah. So they're trying to do a true crime episode of their podcast about the fucking Michael Myers murders from Halloween yeah. of 1978. And when they go and visit Lori, I do like the way that they kind of talk to her and stuff about, hey, what's it been like? You know, your daughter doesn't want to talk to you anymore and stuff. And she's like, yeah, Child Protective Services and took her away when she was 12 and she's a little broken. Yeah. And I like this Lori better than most of the ones they've seen because this does 
feel like it would realistically happen to someone that's obsessed. This is not a bad thing. I'm just gonna say she's a stone cold bitch in this movie, and that's not a bad thing. And that's, that's not a, a bad. Thing. Well, I like that because that's realistically yeah, cause that's something that'll happen. Because she's traumatized. She yeah. has like PTSD from this mm-hmm. uh, whole thing, so she's genuinely traumatized because she saw all of her friends murdered and everything. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense that she would be like very cold and not open to a lot of things. Yeah, that's very very true. Um. So, I guess through the progression and stuff, we then get the granddaughter and parents and stuff, which I don't like in this movie. I don't like the, the, the subplot with the granddaughter that's going to the party and wants to get with the one boy. One boy is a jerk to her. And yeah. then, like, all these other kids that they set up are just going to die, basically. Uh, I don't care about them. Like, apparently the first her one. boyfriend is coming back in the sequel Yeah, they to said this that movie. was going to be a thing. Um, but I don't care about them. It's like the first Halloween effect to where I don't care about the teenage kids. They're just going to be throwaway, killable characters, basically, and that's all they are. They don't have really any development or anything and so I like that I guess that's okay that they copied that over but again at the same time I kind of hate it when it does get to the Michael Myers and Laurie Strode stuff this movie's interesting like the doctor that is basically the plot device to move Michael to Laurie's house at the ending I found somewhat interesting but he's literally only there for that purpose like you said Dr. Numis basically but um one thing i do like is there are things in this movie that do feel like john carpenter directed the scene now when michael escapes the prison bus and it's him finally after he kills that well i guess i'll talk about what i do like before i get into that one scene which i think is expertly done um so he kills the podcast people, right? Yeah. And they do that background thing like they did in Halloween, like the one girl asks where the bathroom is, and you see Michael beating the crap out of the mechanic guy in the background. Yeah. She goes in, you hear like the, the footsteps of Michael come in and stuff, and then the guy goes up to check. Guy at the counter's dead, and the mechanic's dead, and he goes into the bathroom, and Michael's like dropping the teeth of the guy, the mechanic or the guy, I don't know which it would have been. Yeah. Um, and she's freaked out, obviously, and he's trying to kill her and stuff, and then the guy breaks in, and he like bashes his head into yeah. like several things and he's not necessarily dead he's no moving, yeah but he does die eventually oh yeah it is trauma and that scene is a reference to halloween h2o is it yeah because well at the be- uh, towards the beginning when michael myers he, uh, he goes into the bathroom and steals that woman's mm-hmm. purse that's like a reference but this is like a gorier reference yeah. because it, he actually kills the people oh, instead yeah. of leaving them alone which i think is great because that's what that's what i was missing that halloween one was getting right was the kills yeah. were creative and interesting and this one they do very good showing it's gory they do very good showing how these characters will die this is very ways. much uh, a reference fest kind of movie because there are a lot of references there are a lot but i do but appreciate. at the same time it's there it's kind of its mm-hmm. own thing um so after and i like this scene and how it's done too is when michael like he looks at the mask for a few minutes and then like savers putting it on because it's been so long since he's been himself yeah. and i think that's one of the best expertly done scenes in the movie now let me get into the one that i really really like this is personally the one i think is super well done so it's that one-shot take of Michael moving through the houses. Oh yeah, that's... that feels like John Carpenter directed it, and it feels so good. Well, of course, that's a reference to the opening. I, I know, but it's of... just so well done because I figured it would cut away like most yeah. of the sequels did, but no, it follows him on his journey through the houses and going outside and stuff. Yep. So well done. That's, that's like a really good scene. that is such a really good scene, and it feels like John Carpenter told David Gordon Green or whoever that was behind the camera, like, "Hey, do this." And yeah. he was like, okay, I'll do it. And, and then people really liked it, like myself. That scene cuts when Michael Myers walks up behind a woman and stabs her through the throat. Yeah. And uh, the only only complaint I ever saw anyone have about that scene was the CGI blood, which I was like, it, it doesn't yeah. matter, because it's a really yeah. well-done scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get our first uh, black character in a Halloween movie ever, I think, except for L.O. Cool J and Buster Rhymes, is this like kind of sheriff guy or this head mm-hmm. of the sheriff's department or something. Uh, who's, are, like, telling yeah. the other sheriff what to do. The guy that's, like, 
the, the black guy didn't, but there's this, like, white officer whose name mm-hmm. I forget who was it's like, Hawkins. I was the one who, yeah. Hawkins, mm-hmm. he was like, I was the one who uh, picked Michael Myers up after he walked away yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay, I guess. That's sure. interesting. That's a layer to add because Laurie then interacts with him like, hey, Hawkins, we got to do something. He's yeah. out. You've done this before. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to try and track him down. And he teams up with Loomis for a little bit in the movie, the new Loomis, I guess. Loomis. And is going around and trying to search for him and stuff. And meanwhile, Laurie is freaking out because this is finally happening. It's coming yeah. to fruition. She prayed that he would come back yeah. so she could kill him. And everybody's like, why would you do that? And so, you know, obviously she yeah. could kill him. And so I like that she's freaked out when this happens because she's going around looking for her granddaughter. And her granddaughter, again, the subplot I could care the least about, is just out with her friends. And there's, like, this two boys that are hitting on her subplot and stuff that nobody cares yeah. about, I'm pretty sure. Her boyfriend is a piece of shit, and he, like, throws her phone into this thing of pudding. Yeah. And uh, she, her, his friend leaves the party with her so he can be, like, this comforting guy to her because he's supposed to be a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But then he tries to make out with her. And she's like, oh, you're disgusting. And then she leaves him in the backyard of, like, I think his name is... What's the old guy's name that he's trying to talk to? I, I don't, don't know remember. his name. But um, it turns out Michael Myers is there, and he's trying to get away from him because Michael Myers is trying to kill him. So he's running. He tries to climb up the gate, and this is one of the cooler kills because he slips, and his head just goes gets impaled. Yeah, by the spike. By the spike, mm-hmm. which, is a kill Mike, or, which is a kill that John Carpenter wanted to do mm-hmm. in, like, I think in the original movie, but he never got a chance to. Yeah, uh, it's a really good kill. And, of course, uh, the granddaughter i don't remember her fucking name just runs off she runs uh over to the neighbor she's like help help someone help me and the neighbors actually do help this time mm-hmm. unlike in the original movie when laurie strode was trying to get help Subvert and everyone was like expectations a little bit yeah. fuck you <laughs> yeah because mm-hmm. i think I'll, like it's supposed to be representative like people are probably going to help you yeah. now that they have all these things mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and this is also the movie where they um <clears throat> cut out all of the other stuff and do its own canon and say, oh, he's not the brother of Which Laurie I Strode. Like. I really love And I can understand it because it does make it uh, a lot more appropriate to the plot of the movies connected, because uh, it is uh, this is a direct sequel mm, to the original. Yeah. So it does make sense for plot connection, uh, definitely, because then it's like, oh, he's just a fucking psychopath that's killing people. Uh, <clears throat> so... Michael Myers kills the friend and she's running away and I think this is when she gets picked up by the police and taken to Lori and uh Michael or Dr. Sartain is there Mm -hmm. and he's like haha fuck you uh Hawkins who was basically the new Sheriff Brackett from the original Sheriff Brackett's coming back in the new one is he? yeah and he's dead uh so he they see Michael Myers and they hit him with a car I believe Mm -hmm. and then uh Sartain Numis uh, kills Hawkins mm-hmm. and gets Michael Myers in the car, takes the mask and puts it on and stands up and in the headlights. This is what I would have—I uh, wouldn't have been upset with if just the rest of the movie was him trying to be Michael Myers. It would be bad, but I would—I would have somewhat liked it. But I'm glad they don't. They gloss over. Yeah, it. Yeah, that would have been way too it, it silly way and would have pissed silly. off fans. Um, but I do like that he's like, you know, Michael's obsession with Laurie Strode, which isn't the case. They've already kind of shown throughout the movie. Yeah. But he's like, Michael's obsession with Laurie Strode has been something that's interested me. Why? What makes him tick? I've wanted to know so much about him, and so he's like tonight we'll figure it out and he's taking him there and then the girl this was kind of stupid to me she's like i heard him talk you know and he somehow believes this he's like what you heard him speak you must tell me what he said was it judith and then michael wakes up and 
I figured he would kill her because yeah. you know Michael Myers, but, the mass murderer, would. But kill he's him. like trying to get out, and he yeah. like kicks the seat or something. And Loomis or Numis uh, gets out, and he's like, "Oh, Michael, my son, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then Michael Myers just knocks him down and stomps on his head, and it explodes like a tomato. I love that kill. It's so yeah. Good. She gets out and runs, and she's going to her uh, grandma's house so she can get safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is. Uh, where one of the funnier scenes of the movie takes place because it's the two cops sitting there talking about their food. And it's... Uh, it was improvised. I know. Uh, and one of them was, like, a, uh, an actual, like, like set person mm-hmm. or costume person on the movie, and the other one was an actual cop, mm-hmm. which is why it's kind of a funny scene because they're like, oh, you actually brought, like, a brownie for a meal or something? And, of course, they get killed by Michael Myers, unfortunately. Yeah. He turns and, them into pumpkins. Yeah, that was cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, the one guy's head to pumpkin, I'm like, oh, that's... that's the, the company that designed the masks for this movie mm-hmm. sells those two... Oh, really? ...as masks that you can that? buy. Yeah. Um, the music gets really good here when Michael finally gets to House of Glory. It's we like that... We should say it's composed by John Carpenter oh, yeah. and his son and, his son. and I believe, stepson mm-hmm. or something. It's like a stronger guitar riff this time around, which I like. It's like... It, it's building that suspense with the stronger yeah. guitar riff and then... Uh, finally, when we get the confrontation of Laurie Strode and Michael, it's interesting, like, at first, because she's like, everybody go down into the cellar that I built that's under my kitchen and stuff, and so then she's standing at the door, Michael starts grabbing her and is trying to choke her out and stuff, yeah. and then I think this is the most interesting choice that I like, and I don't know how they're going to go forward with it, she shoots two of his fingers off, Yeah. and so now that knife-stabbing hand, he literally has... I think these two fingers. It's yeah, it's this. Mm-hmm. His his pointer finger, middle finger, and thumb. That's basically all he has left. the gun fingers yeah. that you would make when you were. So a I kid. don't know how he's gonna grip a knife necessarily. Uh, anymore. Other hand, maybe. I, I guess, but then he'd have to like maybe he'd whiff because he's not naturally left-handed. Who knows? We'll I don't know. See. But uh, yeah, that 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 was pretty cool, and it goes like throughout the thing. Oh yeah. He knocks her off the balcony, and he looks back down, and she's not there. Mm-hmm. She's back in the house, um, and. We forgot to mention that Judy Greer's in this movie, oh, yeah. and she plays her role really well, because mm-hmm. she's like this daughter of Jamie Lee Curtis's, who's like, oh, she kind of traumatized me as a child and uh, treated me poorly, and I got taken away, Yeah. and then Michael, uh, they're all underneath the thing, and Michael Myers is trying to break in by moving this island that they have uh, covering it. He breaks it off, and uh, she sees him, and she just gets really serious, and she's like, gotcha, and mm-hmm. shoots him. Yeah, uh, which is good. I, I like. Yeah, that. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. He falls down the stairs, and uh, they run up, and he grabs the daughter, mm-hmm. like the daughter, daughter. Uh, he grabs her ankle, but she finally gets out, and they close the the grates. Yeah, and, it's a cage. Yeah, it's it's like spikes. They mm-hmm. all go yeah. through and close. Which how did Jamie Lee Curtis learn how to do that? Uh, well, years of preparation. <laughs> yeah, forty years, I guess. So she had plenty of time. Yeah. Hey, you and need then, you to install these. Why? You just do it. Just <laughs> okay. fucking do it, dude. Um, Michael Myers is looking up at them. The the uh, smoke starts coming out, and then it lights on fire, and they get out of the house. Which I, I like this last shot of Michael staring up as the flames are starting to yeah, engulf, because it's like he's still, he's not phased. As we all know, him. this is a reference to Halloween 2 when he burns alive. Yeah, and then uh, Laurie and them all escape, and then we cut back to the basement, Michael's gone. Which and means you can he... hear the breathing, which is the reference to the end of the movie, but also, hey, he's not dead. Yeah. Because they were set, they were preparing for sequels, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Well, and it makes me wonder, like, how are they going to explain how to get out of there? Because everything's, cl- like, Maybe there is... Maybe found a way to get out, or I don't know, something? That's, that's the mystery. You never know how Michael Myers gets out of these tough he situations. Might have, I think there was a chimney. Maybe he crawled up the chimney? In the basement? 
I think there was a chimney in the basement. I mean, there were small windows. I knew that. Oh, but I don't maybe know if he, he would fit out of those. Maybe he turned into an acrobat. Who knows? Um, he's like I, six foot five. Yeah, I point. like the ending because then it pans to the girl with the knife uh, with the blood on it, and then it ends. Yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to be like, hey, it's the family their... may kind of go through the same thing Lori is, but it'll be interesting to see in the sequel, I guess. This is their Texas chainsaw moment of them all in the back of a truck yeah. and like traumatized by what they've seen tonight. And, of course, Michael Myers gets away. Oh, forgot to mention that the husband of Judy Greer in this movie, he was killed by Michael Myers. So, uh, it'll be interesting for the sequel. Yeah, I, I... Originally, you know, I did not like this movie. I gave mm-hmm. it a 5 out of 10 originally. Yeah. That might change today. You might? Yeah. Oh, uh, so, I guess... You, we're gonna get in the final scene. Oh, I do want to mention one more reference. Mm-hmm. The there's a scene where some kids are wearing Halloween masks, and they are the exact Halloween masks from Halloween Three. Oh. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Oh. Uh, that was like a neat little reference for people mm-hmm. who like that movie. Uh, so final synopsis. Uh, well shot, very well mm-hmm. yeah, shot very for well. the most part. The sound, uh, all like the soundtrack and everything by John Carpenter and his son and stepson, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting was really good for the most part. I think the the girl that plays the teenage daughter was a first time actor. Maybe she okay. might have played a kid actor. I don't know, but um, this was kind of a first time for her and I think some of the other people in this movie. And James Jude Courtney uh, plays Michael Myers. He's probably one of the best Michael Myers in a long time because he's actually like a badass Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna say it. You boosted my rating up to a seven out of ten. How about it, man? All right, so. I really like this movie. I really think it's good. A lot of people may think differently. They're going to be like, oh, no, it's not really that good. But there is a lot here that is actually really uh, done well. Camera work, the care, the passion that was thrown into this movie. They honestly cared about doing a perfect sequel. Like, not a perfect sequel, but a good enough sequel to the original. A really good sequel, Yes. And so I got to appreciate this movie to death because there are a lot of things I like in it. Like I said, I don't care about the subplot with the teenagers because they're just killable characters. I don't like Numis trying to be the plot device to move them. I don't really like some stuff in this movie but for the most part I really enjoyed this movie I really liked it and I personally cannot wait to see what the sequel is about because I'm a little hooked now after this good sequel that I saw versus the other two I really like this sequel gonna give it a seven I, I enjoyed it yeah uh, I believe that's all we have to say uh, so this could be the end of the podcast but I do have a statement to make okay for those of you wondering where the podcast that I promised for the middle of this month is the uh, Universal Horror. I decided I'm not going to do that this year. That's fair. Uh, for Halloween, mainly because uh, I couldn't find a co-host because I'm not going to force Hayden to be in all of my podcasts because otherwise it would just be the Brian and Hayden podcast. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do that, <laughs> even though I've been the main guest on your podcast lately too. <laughs> uh, so we're not going to really uh, have that podcast this month. And I think you and I are going to do a couple. I think we might do two podcasts next month, you and I, Possibly, for mine. Yeah. Uh, and we've kind of already talked about what the ideas for the next uh, two months are going to be. December. Yeah. Uh, so I guess this is the end of the podcast. Uh, give it a listen. This is coming out probably like the weekend before Halloween. Most likely. So, yeah, I'll have to schedule it for that. So yeah. But uh, this, I gotta say something though at the end of this podcast. So Halloween's not done necessarily. We There's will two get more movies. We will get another one next year called Halloween Kills, and the year after Halloween ends. And necessarily, I would say that 
after we, you, there, you could probably do a revision of this podcast after those two yeah. come out and finally properly talk about all these films. I'll wait until they come out on home media. Yeah, uh, I'll probably talk about them on my podcast next year if we do the new Halloween. Well, I'll be movie. on it. Yeah, um, but for the most part, I I did enjoy doing this podcast. I learned a thing or two about the Halloween franchise. Not my favorite franchise, like I said. I don't like the slasher movies and stuff. I only like the first and this new remake. But for the most part, yeah, that that's really. I'm sorry that I wasn't as talkative as I was normally because this was just a subject I didn't care about. I was sick throughout the podcast so if i sound any bit of nasally or anything that's why uh i'm I, i've i've actively been taking the process of getting better and i think hayden could tell that i sound a lot better than yeah, i did yesterday yeah. mm-hmm. uh but yeah so this is the end of the podcast i think you got your final statements out mm-hmm, yeah. if you want to see our uh reviews of halloween kills and halloween ends when they come out it'll be on hayden's podcast and then when they come out on home media we'll do them on my podcast and we'll do a whole revised halloween episode for that yep. so that's the end hopefully john carpenter would like it this way bye